from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is the Thai Cats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. Tie Cats this week is back. After the bye week, the Tiger Cats are three and nine, four points behind Montreal for second, eight points behind Toronto for first place in the East Division, and the Tiger Cats have six games to play. So an important third left of the season for the Tiger Cats. They're the only East Division team playing this week. The rest of the division has a bye, so there'll be a lot of eyes on the Tiger Cats, and it's a chance to to make up some ground, so we'll see what they can do. Of course, I'm R.J. Broadhead along with Luke Tasker. Luke, great to see you. How was the bye week for you? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> everybody needs a little rest. It feels like a month ago that we were in the uh, in the studio for Labor Game, so I'm excited to get back to the booth and Tim Hortons Field. It'll be great. Yes, yes, and hopefully the, the Tiger Cats got back to the drawing board. I, I did some research, and I thought this was pretty interesting, so... Since you and I have been calling the Tiger Cats games, the Tiger Cats are undefeated coming out of a bye week. They're 3-0, so two byes last season. They won those games. This year, they've had one bye so far. They've won that, and going into all those bye weeks, they lost their game. So the trend is continuing, so we'll see if it does continue again for the Tiger Cats. So uh, you always like a a quirky stat. How about that one? I would say it's a good. good chance Tiger Cats win. I think that that stat may be loosely uh, uh, ground, grounded in reality, though. You know, a week of rest may actually be <laughs> tied into uh, a win, but of course, not the easiest uh, uh, opponent to come out of the bye week this time. Okay, so I, I love that you take things literal. That's we we've been joking around all season about the must wins. We know we're not there yet, but the playoffs. Your your thoughts on it? If you take it literally, the playoffs are a distinct possibility still for the Tiger Cats. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, with Eastern, Eastern opponents, you know, still, you know, in hand to be played in the future that, that of course, uh, keeps, keeps the Ticats reality, uh, in, uh, in control, but like we've talked about, I mean, it's just going to get, it's just going to get harder and harder, not only mathematically, uh, if they continue to lose, uh, with each, each week, but emotionally and sort of as far as the team energy goes, you know, it, 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 you got to break that mold and break that habit of losing uh, before you get too deep into this, uh, you know, September, October lineup. For sure. So four points back in Montreal for second place, which is kind of what the we're thinking the East Division, you want to finish in the top two, but eight points back at Toronto for first place. Is, is first place literally not impossible for the Tiger Cats, but logically, do you think think first place is not attainable anymore? Uh, uh, I do not think the Ticats are going to end this season in first place. And that's just, you know, the, the it's, it's part in part with the Ticats and you, like you said, it's an eight point difference between Toronto and Hamilton, but the, the uh, Argonauts aren't playing terrible football. I mean, they, they've still, they're going to, you know, I, I wouldn't expect them to lose out the rest of the season or anything like that. I mean, they're going to continue to, to um, uh, get their wins uh, where they can. And so, um, but not it's not as important. I mean, you know, you, you want a chance to make that CFL bracket of the playoffs, and 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 any team in first, second, or third can can uh, get a chance to win that game. So, uh, you know, I don't think that I don't think that the I don't think it's a a failure just to lose out on first place, right? The Ticats just need to get have a chance at the postseason. I was on CFL this week in a couple of uh, West 
broadcasters, West Division broadcasters were on and seemed to think that fourth in the West Division might be the best spot because you get the crossover, you can go through the East Division. But I did a little research. So right now, Saskatchewan is in that fourth spot. They're hosting the Grey Cup. We know the pressure that's on a host team, Tiger Cats, last year, and they made it to the Grey Cup, which is great. But Saskatchewan's currently six points ahead of Hamilton. Here are their remaining games. They have the Elks tonight. Then they're in Winnipeg, in Hamilton, and a home-and-home with Calgary to end the regular season. That's not an easy schedule. So if the Tiger Cats can go on a bit of a streak here, I don't think the crossover is, is cemented in. Do you? No, it seems like from the years that I was uh, playing and the crossover started to become a reality, uh, you know, it, it seems like this year is maybe the most likely scenario at this point in the season than, 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 you know, what we've seen in the past. And, um, uh, I don't know if I buy into the easiest pathway. No team has mm-hmm. ever done it, you know, as a crossover team. Uh, I just don't, think and let me reiterate that they were West Division broadcasters, so they don't think much of the East Division. <laughs> oh, on their high hill looking down to the east. Oh, my yes. goodness. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy to travel all that way. And 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 uh, once you're in the postseason, who, who knows? And, you know, te- and te- teams are going to be at their best and playing their best. Uh, I remember watching a – we were out of the playoffs, and I remember watching Sask almost beat Toronto in an Eastern final uh, in a snowy game in Toronto. Uh, but they couldn't. But they didn't end up doing it. Um, it's just a hard, hard road to to travel. Uh, of course, so is so is a Western final in Winnipeg as well. So uh, you know, uh, it, interesting. But uh, I, I do think that we're going to see an East versus West Grey Cup this year. Although it might be an exciting moment in CFL history to have a to have that crossover make their way to the championship game. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a hard run. We know how passionate Tiger Cats fans are. Riders fans are the same way. I'd love to see the Tiger Cats go on a little bit of a run here and really put some pressure because if the Tiger Cats can finish ahead of the fourth place team in the West Division, the Riders theoretically hosting the Grey Cup would not be in the playoffs. And, you know, Saskatchewan would be losing their minds if hosting and they, they can't get into the Grey Cup. So the Tiger Cats have a chance to put a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, boy, that would be uh, interesting. You know, everyone's talked about, you know, getting rid of the East-West and having just the six best teams in the league uh, uh, make the playoffs. And it's kind of years like this and, and uh, you know, Eastern, Eastern you know, divisions like this that kind of make that conversation uh, uh, maybe have hold some water. Uh, again, though, it's just, it's just to travel all that way to play, you know, two games – to then go back west for the Grey Cup, it's a lot. It's a long three week stretch to to maintain health and focus and to be playing at your best. Uh, I don't know. It, really, really interesting. You know, to, to think about. It. I think you think it through though. Yeah, yeah. It'll all be clear soon enough as uh, the season progresses. Final six games coming up for the Tiger Cats. Let's dig into Saturday's game. It's a four o'clock start at Tim Hortons Field. We hope to see. A packed house, a ton of fans there supporting the Tiger Cats coming out of bye week. Like I said earlier, since we've been calling games, Luke, they haven't lost coming out of a bye week. So this this could be good, but it is Winnipeg, the two-time defending champions. They're very good. We know that. They're 12-1. and 1. 
but they've already secured a playoff spot. They could secure a home field playoff game, which I'm sure they're going to, but if they beat the Tiger Cats and Calgary loses, that would secure it for them this week. Is there is there a point where a team is in the playoffs, they've clinched, that they take the foot off the gas a little bit? Could this be an advantage for the Tiger Cats that Winnipeg's not as desperate? I kind of doubt it at this point. Um, that to, to secure the first place, you know, is still something that, te- that a team would, will stay hungry for. I remember in uh, 2019 when we were able to do that uh, with some games left to be played in the season. And that, after that point, I would say, yeah, a little bit. You know, I think you're going to see guys getting rested, you know, especially guys like Zach Caleros um, uh, getting rested at times. And maybe a little bit of a, you know, it's it's almost inevitable that you kind of have as that being in that team's shoes, a little bit of a, you know, like, okay, we can kind of, we have, we have five weeks or whatever it'll be until mm-hmm. we play a game that's going to matter really for our gray cup chances. And, and that, that does change your, your uh, mentality a little bit and you get and that's a reward that you get for being that team in that position. But prior to that point, uh, you know, you, you, it's, it really, it's really means something to play for a bye week to play for a free game check that that team gets, you know, that first week of playoffs when they're not playing a game. Uh, so I kind of, I kind of don't think, uh, this week that the tie cats are going to benefit from playing a team that maybe has their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, but, uh-huh. but it is going to be interesting to see who's lining up against Winnipeg, you know, through that last month and each week, what team gets to sort of potentially benefit from just that, you know? Free game check. You you get paid for the bye week. Oh yeah, the whole the whole. You oh, know, the, the, I didn't know that. The, yeah, the makes playoff, sense. Yeah, the playoff checks are all slated. At, you know, it's all written in stone already, and so whatever team, uh, you know, get uh, is has the bye gets paid just like the two teams that are that are that are playing. So <laughs> that's a good deal. That's incentive. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so with with Winnipeg, you're not anticipating we're gonna see some uh, subs come in if it's a close game uh, I would be kind of shocked I mean I think they I think yeah. they have every reason to keep playing especially knowing that you know if you were if they had somebody who if they had players really banged up and you know and we were closer to the playoffs where they said you know even we got to rest them no matter what I, I don't think so there's so much time left still you know even if you get banged up in a game like this against against Hamilton you, they've got they've got all the cards in their deck still to, to play you know as far as resting guys and and uh you know uh, uh doing what they have to do to get right for the playoffs okay so I was I was hoping to to hear that Winnipeg <laughs> would roll over but of course they're not gonna no. good news for the Tiger Cats though coming out of a bye week there's some some healthier players still a lot of guys injured but I think a big story is Dane Evans listed as the the number one quarterback. Matt Schiltz listed as the number two quarterback. Let's talk about Dane getting in there, getting the start. Uh, How important is this for the Tiger Cats heading into the final third of the season? Yeah, and you got to keep him healthy. You know, he's going to be the answer, you know, and with Matt Schiltz out, it's going to be Dane is going to be their chance to carry them into the postseason and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, obviously, obviously, there's so so many mistakes that that everyone would like to to have back from this part in the, from early on in the season, and it comes down to the basics that we've talked about. Um, you know, throughout the year, having some quick answers, being being able to get the ball out of Dane's hand and into the playmakers' uh, hands 
uh, efficiently and early. And I think it's going to be a lot on this offensive line. Uh, you know, Winnipeg has a has an impressive uh, front four and really and linebacking core. Really, that front five for Hamilton has to be able to protect Dane and not and not uh, you know keep the pressure off of him, especially quickly in these downs where where you know that they go hand in hand. If that quarterback feels that rush coming quickly, t- play after play. That's when that's when you know that that he might start thinking and force you know, overthinking and forcing that the ball to go places quickly because he doesn't doesn't expect to have the time uh, uh, to to make a, a proper read and so you know Dane's Dane's efforts along with his front five um, and and that pass protection is is just that's going to be the key to their offensive success. So that brings up a, a couple of things to my mind. First of all, great. Coach O show with Luke Tasker this week. Of course, if uh, any of our listeners or viewers haven't heard it, uh, Ticats Audio Network, Luke speaks with Coach O, very candid. You guys both uh, really put into perspective this final third of the season. I thought you said something and, and Orlando agreed with you. Have some fun. Got to still have fun no matter what Got the to. record is, right? Got to. There's no, I, I, it's funny actually, uh, I started saying this to Zach when he was in Hamilton and I would say it to Jeremiah as we took the field and Dane and like before the game, and it, it, I was very, very, really authentic. Like really hit me like, you know, in a real sense. And I remember saying uh, to the quarterbacks, I was going, if, if we don't go out there and have fun, I would rather not play. Like, what, like nobody's making us do this. Like there's so many jobs I could go be unhappy with. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, I promise you, I'm going to go out there and have fun today. Like, you know, and, 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 the, and it's the best to do. It's a game. You know, you, if you're not having fun, you're not totally in the right headspace, in my opinion. Um, that may, and, and players are different. Everybody's, everybody's different. Some guys have an anger motivation and that, that works for a physical sport like, like football. And, uh, you know, there's times where, you know, I, I remember that as well. And you can play good, uh, doing that. But for me, whether whether playoffs, no playoffs, preseason, Grey Cup, you gotta have you gotta you gotta enjoy playing football and being a football player, um, and uh, and I, I think I mentioned this to Louis Louis uh, Butko earlier this week in one of our podcasts, and I think I think to be honest, I think Dane will, will, is naturally that way. He enjoys this game. He loves this game. He grew up with the game, and I think that I think that you, you see times where his excitement uh, on a big play and his excitement with his teammates is, is uh, you know, coming from that place of really enjoying the game. And I'm excited to see uh, that this weekend. Yeah. And whatever the statistics are right now for Dane, he can totally change everything with a, a great final six games. And it's funny how, how fans and everybody else will forget what happened earlier in the season. If these final six are successful. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it, not, nothing, nothing, you know, cures your, your new wounds, you know, like winning a, a game, you know, that's all it takes. And it, the whole, the whole season, we've been talking about the same things. It's not, it's not a bad team just losing games. It's just been these little tweaks and all you got to do is get a couple of them right in a game, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, and we'll see when, and on the flip side of that, Winnipeg doesn't just blow every team out of the water. Right. Like no. they're, they're not just, they're not just winning by 30 points every game. They're making things happen at the end of the, at the end of the game in an impressive fashion. And they do limit mistakes and they do have a, a, a much healthier turnover ratio, but <laughs> they, 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 
they they are just a bunch of football players executing pretty well right now. So like you know, there's no reason that that another team can't go out there and execute a little bit better on a, on a given day. Yeah, you, you can't quantify knowing how to win, and teams that have done it seem to know how to pull those games out. I, I want to talk about yeah. the offensive line, Luke. Sixty um, percent of the the starting offensive line is currently on the injured list with. Chris Van Zyl, Travis Vorncall, and center Alex Fontana. So they're missing three guys. When you look at who the Tiger Cats are going to have against this very strong Winnipeg defense, Brandon Revenberg, he's really the only longtime Tiger Cat, and it's important to have him on that offensive line. But Coulter Woodmansey, he's in his second year. Colin Kelly, David Beard, they were acquired through trades. Tyrone Riley, he's a rookie. He's getting his third start. So you mentioned how important this offensive line is. Is there any concern that there is a bit of inexperience as far as being with the Tiger Cats? Um, there's a huge concern. I mean, it's the truth. You, you got to, that, that position group we've said before, RJ, that position group maybe requires the most on field communication. I, in my opinion, it goes between the offensive line and the defensive backfield as, 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 as far as the guys who have to communicate at the line of scrimmage together and make adjustments. And every single play, the offensive line is talking to each other effectively in code sometimes. I mean, they've got it. They have their own language, you know, that they have to identify and, and make decisions as to protections and responsibilities. Um, a guy like David Beard, though, a new, a new tie cat, I, you know, that's a, that's a good signing in my opinion, uh, by Hamilton and, and we'll see how he progresses. And, uh, you know, this is, just, he's still just in his, his first couple handfuls of, of games with the tie cats. And, uh, and that position specifically at center is sort of, is sort of the leader of that group. Um, you know, so we'll see how that, how, how they can, you know, shape, uh, sharpen, sharpen their communication and the efficiency of what all the things they have to handle in those short seconds before a play. And, um, uh, and once the play's in motion, they have, it's a dance up there. They have to work together and, you know, each, each footstep is calculated, you know, it's, it's a lot of moving pieces and so hard to do and get to get right. And like we mentioned, especially hard to do against a really good, uh, uh, Winnipeg rush. Um, uh, you know, uh, excited to see those matchups, uh, on Saturday. Yes, for sure. Uh, Don Jackson banged up. He's not going to play. I'm a big West Hills fan. What I like about West Hills is it seems one guy can't tackle him. That has to be a, a group effort for the opposition. And that maybe could establish a bit of a, a run game. Uh, West Hill's in there against Winnipeg. Do you feel that's a, it might be out of necessity with injuries, but I like it. What do you think? I, it seems like the tie cats, that's one position where they have good depth. Sean Thomas, Erlington, Don Jackson, West Hills. They've got, they've got a number of running backs that I think can, can be productive. West Hills is probably the guy we've seen the least amount of action from. Um, I, I think they, there's gotta be an expectation of, of effectiveness in the pass protection with West Hill as well. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just as much physical as it is mental from that position as well. I, I just remember, I remember guys who really, you know, it's not about their size and strength. They really couldn't mentally plug in. They have to all of a sudden be a part of that communication with the front five that we were just referring to. They've got to be really tuned in to where they're supposed to help in that pass protection. Uh, 
And and I think you got to expect that Tommy Condell is looking for a little bit of assistance there from Wes Hills. And then, of course, he's going to get a chance to run the ball, too. And um, to you and I both, I remember early this season seeing him run and kind of saying, wow, you know, that is some, that is some legitimate downhill speed. Um, and that makes him hard to hard to tackle. Um, boy, it's a it is a it's an amazing uh, 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 web of factors for a football game. And that West Hills it has to bring a little bit of of productivity on the ground, running the ball to alleviate that pressure on on the offense to say we have to pass every single play. We have every second down is we have to get eight yards. You know, if if he can put that uh, that that second down. Um, average yardage, you know, into a little bit more favorable that five yards or less, you know, it's just hugely uh, important for the offensive lines, uh, 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 duty and having to protect that from on that heavy rush. And of course, Dane and Tommy Condell's responsibilities of, of executing in favorable, uh, positions on second down. So it, it, you know, Wes Hill, he's going to be a guy we talk about tomorrow and, and, uh, how he can impact this game positively. Yeah, I wanted to bring him up because I agree. I, I think he will have an impact, and it adds cred to Ticats this week when, if he does produce, we talked about it. We know what we're talking about. There you go. <laughs> we'll bring it up I, I, in the broadcast. Yeah, well, yeah, a little cross-promotion. I, I also went through the injured list, and I thought it was pretty interesting, and I'm just – I wonder about your experience. So 14 players are on the Tiger Cats injury list – Three on the one game, 11 on the six game, and all 14 would be starters and important pieces either on offense, defense, or special teams. So offensive line, Van Zyl, Vorncall, Fontana, three guys who would be starting. Special teams, Lawrence Woods, he's been a difference maker, but he's injured. Nick Cross, Curtis Newton, their special teams captains. Defense, Julian Hauser won't play. Of course, Simone Lawrence is out. Siante Evans has been great with knockdowns this year. Running back Don Jackson, fullback Jake Burt, who I believe got injured on his biggest gain of the year, which was unfortunate. And then receivers, Braylon Addison, Tyler Turnowski, Canadian receiver, just looking like he was coming into his own. Anthony Johnson might be the guy that you could argue maybe wouldn't be a starter, but I argue he probably would be right now. Played in one game, had two receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good uh, production mm-hmm. for one game. So 14 important players are injured. Tiger Cats will never make an excuse. But when you really break down that injury list, it, is it too much to overcome all those starters on on the six or one game injured list? Not if Dane Evans can have a great performance in the game. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that really does overcome some of those things. Now, specifically that, though, that 60% injured starters on the offensive line, you know, that directly affects Dane's ability to, 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 you know, have a, a solid performance, but it is overcomable, I think. And to be fair, uh, you know, we almost, you almost have to balance that injury report off the other teams in the league. And you know, I think Coach O the whole year his sort of his sort of mentality towards that has been not so much the numbers, but where it's happened, and that's what you're getting mm-hmm. to there is how many starters uh, and especially the offensive line. I like the depth on the Ticats defense. I think that defensive secondary has shown an ability to sort of plug and play with a lot of guys in a lot of positions. Simone Lawrence is sort of the 
it's sort of an uh, there's a lot of intangible uh, damage uh, done when he's when a guy like that's missing from the lineup. Um, we'll see. It still just comes down to executing. You see a guy like Anthony Johnson come in and score a touchdown, you know, and he was in there due to injury, you know, and of course, Mm -hmm. so I think, I think you, I think you, you trust some of these young guys to come in and and do their jobs, but, but it has got to be good plays and execution compounding on other, you know, execution. So we'll see. Yeah, it is significant when you look at it. I, I haven't gone through all the other teams' injury lists, but I would argue that no other team has 14 players who would be starting on their on their injury list. But yeah. can't confirm that for sure. It's an educated guess. Our game is at 4 o'clock, uh, of course, at Tim Hortons Field. It's Canadian Hall of Fame induction weekend, and it's the Hall of Fame game. Some... Big names, Ricky Ray, Paul McCallum, Chip Cox, Dave Ritchie, Roy Shivers, Keith Evans, Dick Thornton, Tim Tyndale. They'll all be honored at halftime, so it'll be a a special game. It's Winnipeg visiting Hamilton. Uh, Just your final thoughts on on this game, Luke. We're into the final third of the season. It's very, very important that the Tiger Cats find a way to get them back into the playoff race in the East Division. Rest of the East Division is idle. It's a chance to make up some ground, but... It is Winnipeg, and Winnipeg's 12-1, and and Winnipeg has won some big games against the Tiger Cats, we know, over the past couple of seasons. What are you thinking about this game? What are your thoughts? The Tiger Cats this season have had a hard time. Once things start going wrong in a game, they they just snowball into disaster. Um, That is sort of a learned thing. You know, uh, there are teams like Winnipeg, that when things go wrong, the game's not over, you know, and the tie cats have to have a level of experience, a level of, uh, Motsi, a certain energy about them to say when something goes wrong, if it's a turnover, uh, if it's just a couple two and outs in a row, something like that to, to, to keep, to keep a level an even, uh, you know, an even pendulum to keep even keeled and to, and to just get back at, to make a couple plays in a row after that. Um, you know, we'll see. It's the the it's a rematch of last year's Grey Cup, right? Right in the same stadium. Um, it, it's it's a exciting time, and and the Hall of Fame weekend is going to make it a fun a fun game day experience. Tim Tyndale was a teammate of my dad's actually with the Bills for a while. That's kind of cool. Ah. And of course, Ricky Ray is one of the all time greats and and a great uh, a great guy. Excited to see all those guys. Chip Cox was one of the hardest. Uh, defensive backs to go against. I mean, he was just unbelievably quick and physical and, and a really just amazing all around football player. He was the kind of guy who would be on special teams units well into his career, still starting on defense. And what a, what a fun weekend uh, to see all those guys go in. Yes. And for Tiger Cats fans, a a win would make it even more fun. Luke, uh, great chatting with you. I, I can't wait for the game They're They're all important now. So uh, you know, get your rest and we'll see you for the call at four o'clock. Can't wait. We'll see you up there. Mike Filer is going to be, uh, the alumnus of distinction on the field. We should get him up oh. to the, uh, up to the booth for a little, for a little, uh, banter, but going to, going to be great to see him, uh, around the stadium as well. This will be a fun tie cats day tomorrow. And you're right. A win would, uh, a win would, win would really make it a great, uh, special day. Yeah, yeah, I got to meet Mike uh, Filer at uh, Grey Cup and got to know him a little bit. So he's definitely welcome up there. And um, yeah, so huge game. We know that. 
Ticats game day with Courtney Stephen and Mike Daly will kick off our coverage at 3 o'clock. It's the pregame show with Bubbo, Neil, and Andy Fantuz, and Luke and I will have the call. At 4 o'clock, it is the Bombers visiting the Tiger Cats. Hope to see you at Tim Hortons Field and be loud and support your Tiger Cats. We appreciate you listening to Ticats this week. You're all set for the big game on Saturday. It's been another busy week for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Luke Tasker and RJ Broadhead have covered it all, and now we would like to hear from you. Email us anytime at gamedayatiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.